If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real time. Time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Football Full Circle. This hour, joined by Joe Lisi, co-host of College Football Today. We're going to talk through some college football. We'll do a little bit of pro with him as well. But uh, as always, joined by George Kurtz. And uh, Joe, first of all, happy 5th of July. How was your 4th? Fourth was fantastic, Mike. R&R with the family. Enjoyed great food, great weather. So just looking forward to a beautiful Sunday here, talking some college and pro football with you. Yeah, I'm glad you got some downtime with the fam. So one thing that did happen this week, which uh, is noteworthy for a college football segment, is that the College Football Hall of Fame, which has obviously uh, experienced a lot in these last few months, uh, reopened. They were shut down amidst uh, COVID-19 concerns several months ago. And then during the protests, which at times uh, turned violent between police and protesters, uh, looters really started to take hold of that area of downtown Atlanta. And unfortunately, College Football Hall of Fame was ransacked to some extent. I don't think it's not it's unclear to me how much of the artifacts and, and whatever else within the Hall of Fame was damaged. But it's good to see that they're able to repair what needed to be repaired and open back up, Joe. Yeah, great week for college football. The College Football Hall of Fame represents everything that's pure and true about the great game, the tra- uh, tradition and pageantry, the great players and coaches. That's what it's all about, Mike. And and some artifacts were taken uh, about a month, a month and a half ago in terms of uh, those protests. But now they're back on track. They have their Hall of Fame class listed for uh, 2021. And we're going to be honoring some great players this coming season in 2020. Joe, when it comes to the Hall of Fame in general, and uh, I'm not a Hall of Fame guy. I just don't care. And I, I didn't always feel that this way, mind you. I, at one point, I really loved the Hall of Fame. But I know professional sports now, it's not the Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Very Good. You know, or it's the Hall of, you knew somebody. You had connections, so you got in. 
that sort of thing. In baseball, in my mind, they need to take people out. Football, it's all political. Hockey, it's really who you know, that sort of thing. What? Why should I care about the College Football Hall of Fame? How is it different? It's different in the sense that it's just not the marquee players, George. It's it's the players on every division, on every level, Division Two, Division Three, coaches. It's also student athletes, which really gets undermined in terms of the great game of college football is that there are student athletes. Each chapter represents a, a piece of a, a college football history where they honor the student athlete, not just on the field, but off the field in the classroom. So that's what separates the College Football Hall of Fame uh, separate from the NFL. And, and every level of college football is represented. So for me, it's great. I love going to the awards each and every year. And, and they have a great, great uh, museum in Atlanta. Yeah. I would say in general, regarding the College Football Hall of Fame, which I haven't been to the one uh, in Atlanta. Uh, I look forward to being able to visit there someday. But I've been to College Football Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. And I think Joe's right. I, I think they do. First thing they do try to do was, you're, look, you're going to see some high-profile players. And we'll talk about this year's class that's being inducted. Uh, whenever that happens, we'll, we'll talk about this class. And they do try to isolate the player's college career. Inevitably, you're going to have some players that had tremendous uh, professional careers and some that maybe they didn't go very far in the pros. Maybe it kind of fell apart on them in, in the pros. But they really try to isolate how good a player they were during their stint in college. And again, to your point, they do make it a several-day affair in order to make sure that the players, not just the ones who are being inducted, but um, the Ivy League does an event, which I've been to, called the Bushnell Cup, which honors the top Ivy League players. You have the top student athletes in, actively in college football that are being honored. And everybody gets honored in a unique way. I think it does, you know, when we... There's a lot of ugly things about college sports and about college football, but when you go to events like that, it reminds you of the reasons that this all got started. And I think, Joe, to me, it's one of the good things about the event. It is. You remember your past. I mean, growing up as college football fans, Mike, and watching the great game every Saturday, you remember the, the marquee players, but it's the under-the-radar players that, that really succeeded at di different divisions and different levels, like you know, Paul Palmer was an inductee a couple of years ago for Temple, uh, never made it in the NFL, was a marquee player, might have been forgotten. But now he's in the College Football Hall of Fame and, and his great work on the football field is represented. So these players are, are what I like to see, not just the Peyton Mannings uh, and the Reggie Bushes in terms of that, but the under the radar players that really got it done on and off the field. We're going to talk about the uh, inductees in a second here, but is there somebody... It could be, I don't care from what generation you want to talk about here. Is there a player or two that's stuck in your craw that you can't believe is still not in the College Football Hall of Fame? Well, yeah, it's hard, George, because, you know, I have my favorites and my personal favorites in terms of, you know, Robert Edwards from Georgia, you know, a, a marquee running back for the University of Georgia, went on to the NFL for the New England Patriots, thousand yard rusher, and his career was ended by a knee injury and then went to the CFL. I mean, he'll probably never be in the in the College Football Hall of Fame because just didn't lead Georgia. He's not with Garrison Hurst, not with Herschel Walker, but he was a fantastic player for the University of Georgia. Eric Bieniemy just is another player that stands out. Just got 
inducted, I believe, a, a couple of years ago. But th the College Football Hall of Fame is different. In when I spoke to them in terms of the selection process, they like to mix it up to keep the interest year after year. Derek Brooks was a dominant player for Alabama that just got in a few years ago. And I, I was amazed that why did it take so long? That's part of the selection process. They just don't take the top players each and every year. They mix it up to keep the fan interest. So those are two players that really stand in my in terms of my uh, interest for college football. Yeah, and the, the, the nominee list this year is too long for us to be able to review. I'd say your, your highest profile player that will potentially be inducted next year, excuse me, uh, somebody like Champ Bailey. I, I think he's somebody that had a standout career on both levels that you would think would probably get in uh, relatively quickly. But let's talk about this year's class that's about to be inducted. They've already been voted in. They generally get voted in around uh, January, right, Joe? And then they get inducted uh, the following December. That's typically uh, the line. But uh, the, the number one name, and he's been waiting a while, I think they're probably, in my estimation, Joe, some complications based on what went down uh, at SMU when he was in college. But the most high-profile name that you're going to see on this list is Eric Dickerson. And that's to my point. Eric Dickerson is still not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, one of the dominant running backs back uh, for the Mustangs with Craig James back in the day. He just got it done, went on to the Los Angeles Rams and just dominated uh, led the league in rushing. So, I mean, you just think about his body size, 6'3". He was a tall, lanky runner, but just explosive at the point of attack, got from point A to point B and just took it up the field. And it's amazing to honor him at this point in, his, in terms of his life, 30, 40 years down the road. But he is a part of SMU that brought them uh, to national recognition and brought them to respectability and happy that the program is back on, on track under Sonny Dykes. As a Cowboy fan, I was very happy when the Rams traded Dickerson to the Colts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a good thing for us. Let's talk about Steve McNair out of Alcorn State. We all know what a incredible NFL career he had. Let's talk about his college career. Oh, college career, he was just dominant. I mean, when you think about just dual-threat quarterbacks at the next level, if Aaron McNair played in today's game, I mean, he would be one of the most explosive quarterbacks, again, at the collegiate level and probably wouldn't be playing at Alcorn State, might be playing at Ohio State or Clemson for that matter. So just a rare combination of size and speed, strong arm, I mean, just can make every throw. And we saw his leadership skills in terms of leading Tennessee to the Super Bowl and almost getting that victory over the, over the Rams. I mean, they were a yard short, but just a gutty blue-collar player that got it, got it done and became a better pocket passer over his NFL career. Yeah, he obviously suffered a really tragic demise uh, in his life. But a, a player that I think for NFL fans that didn't know him at Alcorn State really respected him. I thought it was an excellent player. As you said, he nearly won the Super Bowl. And I think he had the respect of a lot of players around him. I mean, look, him going to Alcorn State was a result of institutional racism, right? He Guys that were didn't have the opportunity to be high profile, particularly African-American black quarterbacks, they didn't receive the respect that they should have. People didn't want them to lead his program. So he went to a historically black college and he promptly tore it up and became a star NFL player. So I'll jump around a little bit. David Pollack, he's now famous for being on ESPN and college game day. He was a first round draft pick 
And Pollock was a dominant defensive player. I still can remember. This isn't that long ago. I was an adult when all this happened. Hell, he's young, a lot younger than me. Uh, Pollock was a dominant defensive player that was projecting as kind of a tweener uh, in the pros. They thought, uh, is he an outside rusher? Is he a backer? I remember that was the discussion. So he fell a little bit in the first round. But tragically, unfortunately for him, suffered a neck injury as a rookie, never played football again. He's obviously gone on to have a great broadcasting career, but David Pollock was a legit football player. He was a blue-collar, J.J. Uh, Watt type of player, right? I mean, I, I, that's what I equate him in terms of just, just going after the quarterback and in terms of physicality, a bit undersized, but gained weight when he went to the Cincinnati Bengals and really was progressing in terms of that scheme. If it wasn't for the neck injury, he might have had a long career in the NFL. I, mean, I think he was, so. Yeah, blue-collar player and very physical in run support. That was the one thing that David Pollock was very good at. Uh, again, he was undersized, but for his size, put up dynamic stats for the Georgia Bulldogs, won a game single-handedly against South Carolina back in 1998 uh, in Columbia. So williams Bryce, his fumble recovery in the end zone got it done over uh, the Gamecocks. Eric Crouch, quarterback, Nebraska. Uh, obviously, he's going to the College Hall of Fame. Why didn't he make it in the NFL? Just because a bit undersized, didn't have the arm strength, George, and again, a dual threat type of quarterback that if he played in this type of system uh, in terms of the five wide RPO yeah. scheme, he might have had a, a Taysom Hill type of career. But it's unfortunate if it wasn't for Michael Vick and players like Lamar Jackson coming on on the scene. I mean, let's think about Randall Cunningham as well. Imagine if Randall Cunningham played in today's game back when he was with the Eagles. I mean, he led the team to the NFC Championship game with the Vikings. I mean, he would have been the most explosive player in NFL history, in my opinion, if he played in today's game. Yeah, so Crouch basically came out the year after Vic, right? Vic is the 01 draft. Crouch would have been the 02 draft. So Vic is on the scene, but people are sort of comparing Crouch to Vic, which you can't do. What was really different about Crouch is you're right. I think in these days he'd have a shot, but Crouch bailed on it early. People wanted to move him around to positions, and I think he just said, the hell with it. I'm not doing this. I had fun playing quarterback. I'm moving on. They weren't used to utilizing athletes in terms of like the way Bill Belichick yeah. used uh, Julian Edelman. It's just the bottom line. Now they look at the attributes. Where can I use this player and get him the football in space? They didn't sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a 500 matching bonus and a 1500 mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. We're back on the grid football full circle. Joined by the co-host of College Football Today, Joe Lisi, find him on Twitter at go for the two, the number two. George is at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blewett. So uh, our, we are obligated during every show, uh, even on this holiday weekend, uh, to talk about the impact of COVID-19 on college football. So, Joe, you and I were talking prior to the show about the University of Arizona, how they have paused workouts at the moment, and it has created a little bit of strife uh, within the context of the football program itself. Now, as everybody out there knows, uh, Arizona as a state is spiking in terms of uh, coronavirus cases right now. 83 student athletes reported back to campus for voluntary workouts uh, in Tucson, University of Arizona. And only one of them had tested positive. Uh, So it's much lower than the country, than the state as a whole. But what is happening is that Governor Doug Ducey earlier this week implemented a month-long shutdown of gyms, bars, and movie theaters across Arizona. But University of Arizona officials are trying to figure out, does that apply to them? Can they use their gym? Now, it's further complicated. Sorry to lay all this out, but it's further complicated by the fact that University of Arizona president saying he wouldn't reopen campus to students under the current conditions. So you effectively have athletes that are there, most of whom didn't test positive, but they can't go to the gym, a bar, a movie theater. They are not having anybody else come back on campus. So players are basically saying, including quarterback Malik Hausman, saying, why am I on campus? (laughs) Great question. That's a great question. And that's a question that everybody wants to know in terms of these programs. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago in terms of having a plan implemented in place for these type of situations in terms of COVID. Arizona's in a situation right now, they're they're up against state law in terms of the bars and restaurants, and now their school president has come out and said, I would not go through with the football season or any fall sports under the current conditions. So now, what does that mean in terms of preparation? Is everything on hold? If everything's on hold, and let's say Arizona stops everything right now, They could be at a significant disadvantage as Pac-12 play goes forward because if teams like UCLA, USC do not halt or hesitate, what are you going to do as a coach? I mean, Kevin Sumlin's in a tough spot as well. He's on the hot seat, in my opinion, five and seven, two years ago, four and eight last year, especially with Khalil Tate. They started four and one and lost seven straight games. So they need to get this train back on the right track. This is putting a huge monkey wrench 
into that into that situation right now. George, let me pose it back to you because we're seeing in, in Major League Baseball, we got up to like four players walked away in Desmond, Mike Leake, uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross. Those are the four uh, as of um, earlier this week that had opted out. I think more players could opt out. College players, no money on the line, showcasing themselves, playing for scholarships. They're not as likely to just say, hey, I'm out. If somebody has a, a really serious health issue, then they would potentially. But if you're a 21-year-old college athlete, you, you might not. If you had this serious health issue, it might preclude you from being that college athlete. So what do you think? There's a lot here for University of Arizona to go through. Yeah, I think, it's, listen, I think this is going to keep coming up where certain states or certain parts of a state are going to have explosions of positive cases. You know, we're in early July now. What's going to happen in early August? This is going to, this is going to keep happening. People think we're beyond the first phase. We're only still in the first phase. This is going to keep happening again and again. But as Joe brought up, if we're going to play, now I'm of the belief that I, I don't think any of these sports are going to, I think they, some might start, but I don't know if any are going to, going to finish. But if we are going to play, then we're going to have to deal with stuff like this, where different states have different rules, where now Arizona, you can't, you can't practice for a month. California, you can. So yeah, USC, UCLA will be uh, ahead of the game. There might be some states where you can have fans in the stands, some states you can't. So those ones that you have fans in the stands, you'll have more of a home field advantage than the states where you can't. Once again, you're going to have to deal with it. This is going to be a season unlike any other in all sports. It's just the way it is. If you want to get it in, this is what's going to have to happen here, and we're all going to have to understand. If we're all going to bitch and moan that, oh, it's not fair, this is not fair because I didn't, we, my team didn't get this or my state doesn't have this, then we're not getting a season in because not every state is going to have the same rules. Yeah. Uh, defensive end Isaiah Johnson, Joe, the NCAA and universities want us to play during a global pandemic so they won't lose millions of dollars but can't, won't give us money. I'm not asking for 50K, but he can't break us off a little something. You know, it's – I think – this is going to come back into play. You know, uh, Kylan Wilborn, a linebacker defensive end for uh, Arizona. College athletes need to speak up now more than ever. If you feel that you are being put at unnecessary risks by your institution, it's your job to speak up, speak up on it. It's your health. So, look, I, I think this goes back to a little bit what we're talking about, even in terms of social justice reform, um, players feeling more empowered to speak up. But in this instance, regarding their health, they're also feeling the need and the uh, ability to speak up, which I think is a good thing. I just don't know, like for Arizona at all to be talking about football seems crazy, but here they are. They got players on campus trying to work out and, you know, the, the date for them starting, they moved it up. It's July 15th. We're only a week and a half away from players actually not doing voluntary workouts, but getting together as a team. Ten days from now in Arizona, it seems insane. And think about the job that Kevin Sumlin actually has to actually unify his team right now because you heard players speak out saying about the NCAA pay us. You heard them say they want us to play in a global pandemic. And then you heard the sentiment of the school president, right? So now you hear the students talking out. If Kevin Sumlin tries to, let's say, get this team unified, you can have the players saying, well, the school president has already said 
that he wouldn't play under these conditions. Why should I listen to you? The school president really runs the school, right? So that could really bring a, a big problem in terms of the program. And, and I think it's important to recognize from the gambling perspective, these type of situations as they play out in July and August, which coach, which program seems to be unified, seems to be together. I think you have to monitor the local papers. You have to monitor the, the state papers as well to really get a pulse on these programs as we inch towards the month of August, especially if you're betting futures on these teams. Sure, it's a good point. George, is a really good point that Joe brings up futures in this instance simply because... Look, I, we, we are going to, on this network, approach everything as if it's all going off. It's the way we have to approach it in order to predict. I can't tell you, well, what if Arizona plays eight games? How many do you think to win? I don't know which eight games, so I can't tell you. We, we have to project everything across the NFL, college, every sport, uh, as if the season is going off. But it does lead me to my point, which is that I think if you're in the futures market, I think it's okay to place wagers down if you feel comfortable with people hanging on to your money right now. But I'll say this, I'm going to be less leveraged now in terms of future bets than I have been for the last several years, simply because I have major doubts as to whether or not any of these bets will count. Forget the season and the championships and the rings and all and stuff that comes with it. I just don't know if any of these bets will count because I just don't think, even if they they bury their barrel their way to some sort of a playoff system in either sport. Uh, I just don't know if you can count any of these bets if there's forfeits all over the place. Oh, I, I'm 100% agree with you, Mike. I have two problems with future bets. One, as I keep saying, I don't think any of these any of these sports complete a full season. So all those bets you're making are going to be canceled anyway. You're going to get refunded your money. And two, when it comes to the future bets, I'm probably okay with team totals. They get canceled. All right, it gets canceled. I get my money refunded. But as long as I'm going the unders, if I think your team is bad, I don't think this virus is going to help you all that much. But if I think your team is good, but all of a sudden, you know, you get a couple of players, got the virus, can't play, well, now you're bad in a hurry. You know, I, like I said, I, you're not gonna, I don't think it's going to get all that much better unless you get lucky. You play teams that uh, other their good players got uh, taken away. But I'm going to have a tough time betting futures on teams that I want to go over if I don't know if they're going to be, think of those players going to play in September or October, because they might have the virus or the whole team might have the virus or whatever it might be. So that, that's what my worry is. Once again, I don't think they're going to complete, and I don't know who's going to be available to play in certain weeks. Joe? I, I just want to piggyback off, off of that point, because what I look at in terms of just the gambling perspective is important. You know, secondaries that have inexperienced players, freshmen and sophomores, they have to read coverage, especially week number one, week number two with new schemes. That's going to be a huge disadvantage. So I look for certain types of programs like that. Could be It could be Mountain West schools. It could be, you know, a, a power five school that's maybe, you know, under the radar in terms of wins and losses. I look for those matchups in, in terms of week one, week two, because those are very important. Without spring ball, without the coaching going on to understand and coach these players up, now you throw in the pandemic. They're going to have to do everything on paper as opposed to read and react. That's going to be a huge disadvantage. Look for teams that have inexperienced secondaries going up against experienced quarterbacks and wide receivers in week one and week number two. Yeah, I like it. It's, I think it's always a good angle. Look, college, I think college football, you can take a huge advantage of the week one and week two. 
I think it's always been that way. I think you really try to find your edges early. It doesn't mean you can't throughout the season, but weeks one and two, to me, in college football, Joe, are where you can make good money. Without a doubt. And those are the mismatches that you want to try and recognize, those non-conference games. Yeah. Uh, okay. So gotten through that. I, I think we understand that you know COVID-19 is going to continue to impact campuses and Arizona in this particular instance. But – as you said, Mike, uh, Kevin Sumlin is now in a position where he's dealing with all this kind of stuff. How about them as a team in general? What did, what did you expect? Say all this stuff washes out. We're starting week one. Arizona is, I mean, it's getting so close. We're like six, seven weeks away from where, seven weeks away from where they got to play. But let's just say all this stuff solves itself. What do you expect out of him this year? He's on this hot seat, and then yeah, I, don't I, don't, know if he, I don't know if he can get off it. I don't expect much, Mike. I really don't. Kevin Sumlin, I thought last year, had all the tools in place to run the table and be a possible nine-win football team because of the athleticism of Khalil Tate. They started out, they lost their first game to Hawaii and then ripped off four straight wins. It looked like they had everything in place. But from an offensive perspective, they failed to run the football consistently. The defense took a step back. And then turnovers were a huge problem for that team last year. They were negative in turnover margin. So they need to change it up. Khalil Tate moves on. Grant Cannell is a, a solid pocket passer, was a, a player of the year in his respective high school when he came out. But again, it's not the type of scheme that he's used to playing in. Brightwell is a solid running back. That defense is undersized and needs to get better in run support. I think this is a sub-500 team in 2020. So if they're sub-500, he's gone. He's He, he should be gone, though. I mean, yeah. they went from Rich Rod, and they had the pieces in place, and now two sub-500 seasons. Yeah. Okay, we're going to come back. We'll talk uh, pro football with Joe and George right after this on Football Full Circle. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. 
tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. We're back on football full circle right here on the grid. Get on the grid and stay here with us to talk a little bit about the NFL. A couple of quick hitting stories this week in the NFL. First of which is that the NFL is, may ask fans to sign a liability waiver to attend games. So it's according to the athletic Daniel Kaplan. The NFL is considering requiring fans attending games this season to sign liability waivers, shielding the teams from COVID-19 lawsuits. So the waiver proposal is likely to be forwarded to clubs by the middle of next week as part of a broad range of league-recommended best practices for reopening stadiums amid the coronavirus pandemic. So um, this is insane that you would go to a game, expose yourself, and then sue the NFL. It doesn't surprise me, but it's just insane, George. Well, first off, the NFL will be very lucky if they can get fans at games this season, right? That's the first thing. Uh, as soon as I hear this, the, my first thought is, well, I'm not going to any games this, this year. I wasn't going to go anyway uh, to any game in any sport, uh, at least this calendar year. Maybe not for maybe ne- not next calendar year either. I can't see how that's going to be all that safe unless you're telling me this vaccine that eventually we might get at some point next year is all en- uh, encompassing, and I'm not going to have to worry about my health ever. So uh, I don't see myself going. I get it. They're afraid that people, you know, we're a lawsuit society. We love to sue. And if you get it, you go to, a, you know, whatever, a Giants game, you get the virus, you can prove you got it there, you're going to sue the Giants. You're going to sue the NFL. You're going to sue Goodell, all the owners and everything else. I get the theory behind it. I don't, I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. I didn't stay at a Marriott hotel or whatever that commercial is. So I don't know if it's, it'll, will it hold up in court? I know not all liability waivers will. You know, just because you sign one doesn't mean it'll hold up. If you, you can prove negligence, those waivers are no worth no more than this piece of paper I have here. I don't mean anything. So I think it's a nice try by the NFL. Maybe it scares people from suing, but would it also scare you away from going to the game? Yeah. So NFL senior VP of security, Kathy Lanier, is heading these up, Joe. Uh, and people are saying it's probably something you do electronically, just trying to figure out the operational challenges associated with waivers, said one source familiar with the plans under development. Uh, just have to work out how best to do that. So... Look, it is, as George said, it's a litigious society. Uh, Attendees at President Trump's rally in Tulsa were required to sign liability waivers. It's questionable whether they truly legally shield the event organizers. So it could be one of those situations where, you know, people have non-competes that are not enforceable. They're not sure if these liability waivers are enforceable. So I don't know why the NFL would be eager to have any fans come if there's a risk of anybody getting sick and they'd be open to this. I think it's just for protection, but you sign a waiver when you go to an, go to an amusement park, right? So uh, they sign waivers for that in terms of personal injury, should they get hurt on a ride as well. So I don't personally have a problem with it. If I choose to go to a game, I would sign the waiver. I would wear a mask. Am I going to go to a game? Probably, most likely not. Uh, I believe watching the you know I mean, watching 
football on any level is better in terms of uh, the high-definition television in a sports bar where you get multiple looks or at home. But that being the case, the fan experience is what fans miss about the NFL and collegiate game. So if they're going to choose to risk and go outside and they want to sign a waiver, go ahead. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't really say much else about that. The three of us wouldn't really go. If you want to go to a game, knock yourself out. I just don't think it's I don't think it's safe yet. I hope it's safe soon, but that's really where we're at. So uh, another offshoot of this, George, is that we see Major League Baseball will not be releasing the names of players that have contracted the COVID-19 virus which is odd because they're going to talk about the players that are not on the field because they actually injured themselves. So we're sort of left to wonder, but we really know, well, what's up with that player? Uh, he's got, unless they lie, like unless they just say, oh, he's got an ankle thing going on, but really he's out for two weeks because he tested positive for COVID. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. It seems almost silly, but uh, do, you, do you think the NFL is going to, do anything like this. I would imagine they'll just be honest about, yeah, he tested positive. He's, he's out for two weeks. Yeah, this is kind of stupid of Major League Baseball. Okay. All right. Uh, first of all, oh, it's HIPAA violation. No, the doctors have said it's not. It's in it the isn't. context that they're allowed to say, uh, you know, not maybe not to go into detail, but say, yes, he's out. And we've heard it all the time. This player's out with an ankle. He's out with the knee. He's out with the flu. He's sick. Why are we getting all upset? Is it a negative if he got COVID? How is that a negative? You did nothing wrong. You got COVID. It could happen to any of us. Yeah. So I don't understand I don't... why they want to be so, uh, you know, so sneaky about this. And as you said, you know, you're you're a Yankee fan. Aaron Judge not in the lineup. Okay, day of rest. Uh, he's not in the lineup the next day. Well, now we know something's up. Now don't we? And now the speculation is going to be automatic. By the way, think about it. If anybody's out of the lineup in baseball, you're going to assume now it's COVID because they're not announcing it. So it's just. Yeah, that's dumb. why I would say. That's why I would say. It, it's I, just, don't, I don't want just, people speculating about it. It's dumb. But I wonder if the NFL wants to I, – what I think it is, guys, I wonder if the NFL is going to follow suit is they don't want you to know how many people are testing positive for it. You know, so a, a cover-up sort of thing. You know, that – with the NFL, the NFL – I can do the math. I, yeah, but not who will, not everybody will. That sort of thing. Uh, you know, who's going to keep track? Okay, Judge got it on the Yankees. DeGrom's got it on the Mets. Trout, you know, and do all the math. Oh, you know, all players all divided by three. You know, that sort of thing to figure out the percentages there. So I wonder if that's it. The NFL generally has been more open with injuries throughout their radio, their history because of the gambling. They want to give everybody yeah. an honest idea here. So I, I do wonder if the NFL will follow suit because of COVID or keep going with how what their history tells us and they'll be more honest about it. Joe, this makes sense to you at all? Not Just not releasing the players' names? I understand respecting a player's privacy, but they don't really respect a player's privacy when it comes to any other ailment or injury. And the only thing I could think of is maybe the negotiations the, that they recently had for the season. That could be the one thing maybe the players brought it up. I don't know, but from the gambling perspective, if the NFL chooses not to release names, could have a huge repercussion effect in terms of wins, win totals, not only that, but the the over and unders for the games. That's that you're going to see huge overreaction when a player's out if they don't say why that particular player's out, and then you have to fast forward. Is it you know one week, two weeks, three weeks? What's going to be the process in place if a player tests positive? So that's another reason why, as gamblers and betting on these games, we need to know this information. Yeah. You might want to hedge your bet if your huge guy is out three weeks. It's going to be huge in terms of that. 
it's just like, it's just weird because I know in baseball they were talking about that they were going to have a separate COVID IL or uh, not IL IL injured list. Well, if, you know these reporters will figure out. Well, Judge is not playing and he wasn't put on the DL or the IL. Uh, he's not put on the regular IL, but he's not playing for a couple of days. Well, that sort of means once again that he's on the COVID IL. So you're not going to announce that. But and they also know when they call a player up, right? Because you don't want to replace uh, when someone gets on the IL. So it makes no sense for baseball to do this. Football, once again, there could be a thousand injuries that happen during the weeks. I guess they could hide it a little bit. You'll still know the guy's inactive. You know, what, an hour and a half before the game time? We'll know by 1130 for a one o'clock game. So we'd still have an idea. But I don't know why they're trying to make this so secret. It's not like COVID is a big secret that we don't know it's out there. Yeah, true. Uh, another story coming up. No supplemental draft going to happen this season. Typically, the supplemental draft isn't really a, a big thing, right? There's a couple of players each year that potentially enter the supplemental draft, Joe, based on the fact that their eligibility in college changed. That's really the demarcation line between the regular draft and the supplemental draft. Something has to have happened to a player from an eligibility standpoint that would allow him to be drafted later in the year. Uh, I don't even know if there's anybody that was going to qualify for it, but I think based on everything that's occurred here, um, we're just going to go without. Normally, it would have already occurred, um, or usually it's the first week of July, so it would be right around this time. Um, so that's it. No supplemental draft. There'll be no uh, anybody that's on board is going to be on board now. And conceivably, if a player is ineligible, Joe, to go back to college. Because of the slowdown in the way NFL business is done with free agents, street free agents, priority free agents, a lot of those players haven't been signed yet because there's been no workouts. Anybody could conceivably, instead of being drafted, uh, just be put onto one of the teams by signing as a free agent. We saw it uh, in, in the XFL in terms of the players moving on, right, Mike? So that's the biggest thing. I mean, the teams haven't been able to really uh, have their doctors check these players out fully. They haven't been able to see them in pro days and, and see how they perform in terms of ball, ball skills or ball drills in that regard. So, again, it's a long, elongated type of process at, at this point. So to, to stop the supplemental draft, in my opinion, is – is the right thing. I don't think you will see a lot of players that were qualified anyway. And in terms of just making teams from a free agent perspective, we saw players opt out now. We see players from Arizona State that, that are leaving the program just because they don't like the way things are going in the state of Arizona. So you're going to see it in college. You're going to see it in, in the NFL as well. Players taking their time coming back and not so eager to step fo uh, foot on, onto the football field. George, guys are going to punt on 2020. I can't blame them. I actually think there will be more Major League Baseball players that will opt out. It's only at a few right now. I think my aggressive guess is up to a roster's worth of players could opt out, but maybe that's way too high. Maybe it doesn't even get to double digits. Um, but as Joe said, on a college campus, you're not getting paid any money. You're going to be surrounded by all these people that are potentially going to be sick and you're thinking about your long-term health, which is in question as to whether or not if you contracted it, how healthy you would be. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I agree. I think what's going to happen in a lot of these professional sports is that once you have an injury and you put on the uh, – a regular injury, you know, an arm injury for a pitcher, whatever, a soft tissue injury for a runner, and you put on the IL – 
you're in no rush to come back. You know, hey, oh, you yeah. you'll pull a hammy right? in your first week out there. Can't make it back. Can't Sorry. make it back, guys. You know, it, 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 it never healed. Oh, shoulder hurts. Every time I throw the ball, the shoulder hurts. You know, and for a pitcher, that's all the time. I think for football, it's the same thing. So, no, hamstring, the groin, just, uh, it's, just, it's, not, it's, not, you know, it's not coming back to me. It still feels sore there. You can't really prove it otherwise. You, you get paid, and you don't have to deal with this crap. You know, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be home. You maybe you got to come in to get your therapy or whatever it is, but you don't have to deal with this. I think you'll see a lot of players take advantage of that. I don't know if many will uh, opt out because then you don't get paid. To, you know, you don't get paid. You yeah. Know, did Joe Ross, you brought up the baseball players, Joe Ross, Zimmerman, Mike Leak, uh, Ian Desmond. They're not going to get paid. So I think it's a little different, but I think you're going to see a lot of guys who go to work the system. They're going to come in, and then you go, nope, mm, sorry, shoulder bother me, can't play. Every player that we mentioned there from MLB is a veteran player that's made some money. They can afford to sit out for this year, and then they don't worry about service time or, or money necessarily. They, they can get it all started again next year. So uh, that's really it uh, for those stories at the moment. We're going to come back. Uh, Joe, is good to be with you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Back to close out this hour of Football Full Circle, Mike and George. Uh, so you asked, you posed an interesting question during the break, George, and or before the shows got started, and we were talking about it a little bit before the break. But what's going to happen if the NFL uh, is is how is the NFL going to react? Excuse me, if MLB, NHL, or NBA start get back into these games, which by the way is still a ways away. We still got like three and a half weeks before 
the puck drops and the ball tips and the, the bat cracks, however you want to phrase it, however, however many however many cliches I can utilize to, to signify the start of a sporting event. So if they get started and they get knocked off pace, I, I don't know what it's going to look like on these sports. You know, the NHL and, and, and NBA have the best setup, right? This bubble setup. Um, MLB... It's a little trickier, but they seem to have a lot of reserve players ready to go, step in there. But what's going to happen if, what would it take? Like 15 players on an MLB team to be have to quarantine? Um, the rosters, they have as many as 60 players available, right? So they just bring in a whole new crew to fill in. It's going to be crazy if something like that happens. Um, and I, look, during all of this, you and I have tried to be, I think we're on the same side, but I, I'm trying to be reasonable. I'm trying to play devil's advocate in some instances. I, I understand that businesses want to open up. I understand that not everybody that gets the virus is going to die a horrible death. I, I get that. But we're trying to be safe here. And baseball, football, hockey, basketball are important in huge air quotes. They're not that important. So... How does this thing going to look if it gets knocked off the rails? Will the NFL actually react? You said, how will they react? Are they going to react? Well, I think there's a lot to talk, to go through here. I don't want to sound like the get off my lawn guy, the curmudgeon. When I keep saying, I don't, I keep, I don't think these sports are going to finish. It's how I feel. All right. It, I listen. I want the sports to finish, Mike. You do. We all do. We work for a sports network. I want to watch games at night. You know, I enjoy watching the games, even if I'm not gambling on our fantasy league or whatever it might be. I enjoy watching the games. I want them to come back. That being said, I think it's going to be incredibly difficult. First off, if we're just worried about health of the people, the citizens of the United States, there should be no games, right? There's no way you can tell me this is the smart thing to do. It's not. You know, you're going to have players go, going cross-country on planes, hotels, and ballparks, you know, trying to play here. If I'm going to handicap the sports as to which ones might start and finish – well, baseball, you know, be third right now. I think football is the worst because it's going to play into the winter. It would be basketball or hockey being number one. My first thought was it would be basketball because you're playing in one hub city, but it's also Florida, which is getting crushed with cases, right? So that hurts. Canada right now, which is it's looking like the NHL is only going to play in Canada and Toronto. And Edmonton, I think, is uh, the leader now for the other hub city. And Edmonton's got a great rate, by the way, a very low rate. Toronto's a little higher, bigger city. You know, listen – no one's going to Edmonton if you, unless you live there. Sorry, you're not. It's cold, miserable, whatever. It's true. Uh, it is. It's, you know, no one's going there, so the, the rate is low. So they have a chance of completing there. I wonder what the NFL is this. So it's only Edmonton and Toronto? It looks like those will be the two hub cities right now. That's changed a lot, but if I, had, if I had to bet, I can't find a place to bet on this. But if I could, I think it's Edmonton and Toronto for the NHL. But I, I don't think the NFL When are they making a decision? Jeez, like, let's get on with it. I think as far as the NHL is concerned here, I think they want to get everything done at once. They want to announce the hub cities. They want to announce all the say, uh, health and safety protocols that they're done. And they also want to announce a new CBA. I think this is, I think they're all, I think they're close on each and they want to announce everything at once, sort of throw it in baseball's face. <laughs> you guys couldn't figure it out. We got it done. That yeah. sort of thing. Especially if they, they made a mockery of the uh, lottery draft last week and all the disaster that happened there. So I think that's what's going on there. But I, listen, I don't think football cares about any other sport, but I think what they're, gonna, they're going to look at baseball, since baseball is the closest to them because baseball is going to play in their home ballparks. That's what football wants to do. 
How's football going to react if baseball starts on July 23rd? Right now, that's scheduled first pitch. And they have to close August 18th. Uh, you know, that's it. For whatever reason, you mentioned several teams have 15 players out or a couple of states say, hey, that's it. We're closing down again. It's not working. You know, Florida closes down. Hell, if California closes down, and you have all those baseball teams there and all those football teams there, how does the NFL react then? The NFL believes, hey, we're the NFL. You know, we're, we're a hot knife through butter. We're, go we're playing no matter what. We're going. So, but I wonder how they're going to justify doing this if states are saying, no, this is nuts. We can't do it. It can't happen. Everything the NFL has done so far is saying, we're getting it done. You know, we held our free agency. We held our draft. And we'll cut back on the preseason, but who cares? No one cares about it anyway. So I think that's the bigger question here. How will the NHL react, uh, the NFL react if Major League Baseball can't get it done, guys? We tried I think they're going to barrel through it, man. I think they are going to barrel through it. And they're going to say, we'll deal with our players when our players get sick. It seems silly. It doesn't seem silly. It is silly. But I think they're going to barrel through it, get started. And if they experience um, positional groups going down, and again, like George and I think it's not going to happen. It, it's not. It's going to be difficult, extremely difficult. And if we're predicting it, that it you won't be able to complete all the games because of the manner in which this could take hold in that a positional group goes down. So you have no offensive lineman for two weeks or your quarterbacks get sick and nobody can play quarterback for two weeks. That is the most likely scenario that I think if people are being careful about being quarantined, I think that's most likely what's going to happen. Even if they're asymptomatic to this point, people have been reacting by quarantining, right? So I can only assume people continue to do that. And that's why I think it's going to be difficult for these seasons to be completed, not because everybody is so violently ill uh, and being rushed to an ICU. That's not really that's not the realistic possibility. Could happen with coaches and even some players. But uh, the realistic part is that you're not going to have available players. And in football, it's going to be more difficult unless I guess what are they going to roster six quarterbacks like in case any of this stuff happens. It's just not feasible. You're not going to have a real starting starting quarterback out there. I think you're 100% correct again. Uh, I think it's the offensive line is always the position I'm going to worry about. Because how do you protect your $40 million quarterback if, you you know, oh, that whole offensive line room just got crushed, you know, in a virus. You know, everybody got infected. How are you going to be able to – how can you justify saying, oh, yeah, we're worried about the health and safety of our players, you know, and then, oh, no, you're playing. Mahomes, get out there. I don't care if Mike Blewett's playing offensive line for you. Get out there. How do you justify that? Now, yeah. that being said – I said, I, I think fans are going to have to realize maybe it doesn't quite come to that. Maybe Mahomes has to play without two offensive linemen. That's life. Because that might happen to most teams. That, yeah. you know, you lose a couple of linemen. I mean, it really might. I mean, uh, and the, this the is, manner this in which these positional groups are exposed to one another, I don't know how two this guys. This virus is made for football. It's made to kill football. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. I mean, you're tackling everybody. You're, you're sweating. You're in a huddle every play. Are we going to see huddles this year, Mike? I yeah. mean,. I mean, that's a question that's a valid question to ask. Maybe a lot of them more no-huddle offenses so you don't get together. Are they going to let everybody wear an earpiece like you and I are wearing? Did you say the, pl the plays? This way, once again, you don't have to huddle up. You know, I wonder if there's going to be some innovations. We haven't heard any of that, anything like that. I doubt it. But I wonder if the, uh, that would be a better thing to do here. Yeah. The bottom line is this. I think for all fans, you, know, you and I included, if you want your sport to play and finish, you're going to have to live with the fact that, you know what, it's a weird season. Maybe the Yankees don't make the World Series this year because they lose too many players, but at least you got the games and you got the watch. 
You know, maybe Pat Mahomes yeah. only gets to play two games this year because then he gets the virus and he doesn't get to defend his title. That's life. We're going to have to live with that because of what's going on in, in the country, in the world right now, the pandemic. If you want your sports to get in, we're all going to have to make sacrifices and understand that it's not going to be a perfect season by any means. Yeah. So let's uh, let's have some fun with the last four minutes or so of this segment. Fantasy football. You and I are fantasy football guys for a long time. We uh, I'm going to be in Scott Fishbowl starting on Monday, July 6th. So you and I will be communicating during that draft. You can help me out uh, if I need it. But um, how would you fashion a fantasy football league? What were what would be the restrictions, the caveats that you would put in place this season? I think, once again, uh, because I don't think the season's going to be able to be completed, I don't think you really play head-to-head. You know, if you're playing head-to-head, you're probably not going to have a champion because I don't think you're going to be able to get to Week 16. That's when most championships are, uh, are handed out Week 16. So, Roto. I think you have to go points. Oh, Roto. It's more points in football than no Roto. But you could go Roto, yeah. too. That would be – this way it wouldn't matter when it ended. You know, then you have to decide, once again, a league vote. Uh, when is the, when, it, when have enough games been played? Is it Week 8, half the season, Week 9, Week 10? You know, you have a league vote for that, you know, because that's what I'm doing in a baseball league we set up. You know, we set one up. It's a points league. And we decided if each team averages playing 40 games, two-thirds of the season, then there's no refunds. Winners will be paid out, whether or not we complete it or not. doesn't matter. And I think football, in your football league, you better be, you better put rules in there that state if you're in a money league. If you're, listen, if you're just playing for, for laughs or for bragging rights, this doesn't matter. But if you're playing for any kind of prize, prize money, then I think you need to do this. If you're playing, I think, in a league where it's a dynasty league, it's a home league. Not the, I'm not talking about the uh, the big league you and I play in. That's fine. But if you're yeah. playing in a dynasty home league or a heavy keeper league, I think you want to put that league on hiatus for a year. And just have, do it, do another fun league. Keep the same guys. In my, in our, that baseball league I'm talking about, we, we are not doing our home uh, baseball league. We're putting it – it's a heavy keeper league. Everything's going to stay the same. We'll just start next year again, not this year. But, like it. That's reasonable. Uh, and you start a fun, uh, start a fun league. Start a Frankenstein league. Start a suicide league. Start a uh, whatever, a vampire league. Have fun with it for one year. Give it a shot. Try something different. But once again, have rules in place that discuss, you know, whether this league counts or not. I think once again, for football, it's when an- enough games have been played to determine a winner. Yeah, guillotine league is another one I'd throw out there. Uh, yes. If you if you can do that, so. Uh, yeah, look, I think have fun with it. Be creative. Do the different kinds of stuff. If you are intent on going through your standard league, I would put something in place like George did. I think you, in a 13-game regular season that you normally do, I think you have to set in set in place. Look, everybody, we got to play at least eight games. We got to play at least nine weeks in order for this money uh, to really count. But look, just make sure everybody's on board. You got to know the rules. You got to know the scoring system. You got to know the money vote. rules in place. And if if you're, one of your friends wants to back out and say, I'm really not comfortable, I think you don't judge anybody for any of this stuff this season, whether it's going to games, playing in fantasy football, any of that kind of stuff. People have a lot of different um, considerations in place, uh, You know, especially with a lot of people out there. Many of you out there listening that may have lost – uh, their jobs. People are unemployed. Not as much money floating around these days. But um, what else can I say? I mean, I, I think you you try to talk through it and don't force people to play the same way that you've played every other season because there's obviously extenuating circumstances, as we already know, with baseball. 
Yeah, it's, it's a weird year. Once again, same, what I say about reality, you know, live with it, you know, deal with some of the weird things. Same thing for fantasy. If you have a long-time league, just delay the league a year. All right, it's yeah. just not worth what's going on right now. And you don't want to make some of these longtime members unhappy and put everything up for a vote. This way you don't have to hear any aggravation later. Great. Uh, so thanks for watching. On behalf of Joe Lisi, our producer, Brian Rakowski, and my compadre, George Kurtz, I'm Mike Blewett. Thanks for watching. Happy 4th of July weekend. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.